Good morning, saints. I trust that you are blessed, that you are having a wonderful day. And I pray the Heavenly Father that He assigned His angels unto you to give you a prosperous and a successful day, and that He may keep you and His light may go before you. Amen. Hallelujah. The Word of God says that as a man thinketh, so he is. And what you attend your mind to is what you attract. Let us read the word of God in 2 Corinthians 5, um, verse 11. It says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade, I'm reading 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11. It says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made, I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. I like the part Paul says that we are, but we are made manifest unto God. Meaning that before Paul could get manifested unto the world, he had to manifest to God. Before Paul could do the things that we saw him or that the disciples saw him doing or that the world saw him doing, he had to manifest himself to God first. He had to be approved to God first. Remember the word of God say that, Paul, after he was converted, he went and he stayed for three years in the desert of Patmos and he was fasting and praying and seeking the word of God, reading the word of God. And I believe at that time, that is a time where his mind and his heart was just focusing on God. And during that time, as his mind was attending to God, as his heart was attending to God, he was manifesting to God. Remember, child of God, the Lord does not look at what you do with, with your hands. He does not look at what you manifest, but he looks at your heart. He looks at your mo motive, your attention. Why are you doing that? What is your focus? What is the motive of doing the thing that you're doing? What are you attending to? And as what you attending to, it results to manifesting manifestation. So the word of God say that we manifest unto God first before we could manifest anything on the earth. That business that you so much desperately want, it is for you before you could tell your friends or before you could tell your investors, your business plan, what you want to do. Let your business manifest to God first. Think about your business. Think at late, at late a plan before God. Think about your employee. Think about your the production process. Think about your finances. Think about how you're gonna pay remunerate your employees. Think about your the other how you're gonna engage with the investors. Think also what the impact you're gonna give back to the community because of the your business that you are doing. Think also how you're gonna improve your product. Think also the impact of that business. What what it will be giving to the community and what how it will grow and think about how you will expand your idea your business how it's going to manifest to other countries how it will give birth to other businesses and think also how long the years that the business it will be existing the impact that you will be giving to the life your employees think of your business in the stock exchange of Johannesburg think of your business in the stock of change stock of Wall Street stock of change think of it in, at Hong Kong stock of change think it around the world think however the type of business that the Lord given to you Think about it. And as you think about it, you are manifesting it to God. As you ponder it, as you meditate it, you think on it, you are manifesting it to God. And the word of God says that 
as you manifest your business to God, as you manifest it to God, it says God will cause it to manifest to the conscience of men. That's why it says that, Lord, we persuade not men, but we are made. I'm reading First Corinthians, um, Second Corinthians 5.11. It says, and I tr- it says, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also that you, we are made manifest in your conscience. As you are getting manifest, as you are thinking on your business, you're manifesting yourself, your idea, not only your business, or maybe your self-concept. You're thinking of reinventing yourself. You're thinking of getting a new weight, you know, getting weight lost. Before you just go to the trainer or a consultant, somebody just to go and, and do that uh, 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 weight loss training training schedule for you. Think about it, meditate on it, and God will make it to manifest unto God. As you meditate on your business, God will make it to manifest unto your investors. You'll be surprised as you tell your investors your idea that they like it. Why? Because you manifested it to God first, and God is making your idea to manifest to them. And they will say, voila, this is a good match, and they will fund you. Remember, as a man thinking, so he is. The word of God, this, this, this kind of plan that I'm laying out to you, it has been there for generations. It was there even in the time of, of, of Nimrod. I mean, the man, this man, it was taken as the strongest man in the earth and he was a president of the world at that time and this is the man that imagine it says that he did not build the city but the word of God said that Nimrod imagine he built it in his mind he imagined it in his mind he imagined a city going up into heaven and entering heaven and going there and entering and being with God in heaven. And when God saw, the word of God said that they imagined, they built a city, they were thinking about it every day. And as they were thinking and attending to the city in their mind, it manifested to God. And the word of God said that it was not yet built, but the word of God that the Lord came to see what Nimrod was imagining. As he was imagining, the Lord said that he destroyed whatever that they were imagining. The Lord is showing us a key here. We human beings are wrote in my book that man it's point zero point it's zero point zero zero one spirit. The physical world, the world, what we see with our eyes, what we see with with, with our senses, it comes from point zero zero point one. It comes from zero point zero zero one spirit. Whatever that is on this world that we see with our eyes, it is from the spirit. It was spirit first. Matter, everything that is matter that you can touch and see with your eyes, it is from the spirit. There is a spiritual component of anything. Whether it is furniture or whether it's money, there is a spiritual component of it. But you don't receive the object. You don't receive the metaphors. We focus on the matter. You conceive, you receive things by your heart and by your mind. You conceive a spirit of a thing first. You become a thing first before you manifest it. Money before you get it in your hands. You become it. You manifest the spirit of money first. Money doesn't just come before you, before you manifest the spirit of it. Things don't just come before you. You before you manifest its spirit. So whatever that is on this earth, it comes from the spirit. So the same pattern with Nimrod, they were manifesting the spirit of a city that will enter heaven, a city that will be a gateway between heaven and earth that will not be distracted. And God saw that. They imagined it. It is possible. He said that uh uh-uh, I cannot give men access to this city. I have to stop them. God gave us a formula in Proverbs chapter 4. I I want us to go to Proverbs, the book of Proverbs chapter 4. 
God gave us a formula also in chapter, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my, say, my saying. Verse chapter 21. It says, Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. You attend the word of God in, in your heart. Father Abraham did that as well. The word of God, if you go to Hebrews 11... I think it's Hebrews 11. Abraham did the same as well. He had the word of God. But the Lord told him about a city that is not built with human hands. And he believed the word of God. And he put that city inside of his heart. And since Abraham attended to that city, he could not fail because his heart and his attention, it was placed on that city. And because he attended, quantum, quantum physics says that if the wave, everything in the world, it happens in waves. It is the frequency of waves. It is the frequency of waves. So if the wave is not balanced, the way to balance the scale in the frequency of waves, it's through attention. And the way to erase anything in the waves that is not unbalanced, it's through attention. What you attend your mind to, what you attend your heart to, it says it is. It, it determines what will get your output. Let me just show you the model that Abraham used. I'm reading uh, Abra, uh, um, Hebrews 11 verse 9. It says, By faith, Abraham, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, and as with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, which whose foundation, whose builder and maker is God. He looked as he looked for it, meaning the fact that he looked for it, meaning that his attention, his mind was on it. His heart was on it. So the word of God in Proverbs says that, Incline your heart to it. As you incline your heart to it, you become that which your heart meditates on. You become that which your heart manifests, is focused on. You know, I, I, I did I send a podcast. If you check on the podcast that I've sent on Facebook, there's one podcast that I've sent about magnets of the heart. You know what is inside of your heart? They are the, 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 the heart of a human being. It's got magnets. And as you think on something... These magnets are neurotransmitters. These, the magnets that get released by the heart, these neurotransmitters, are, they are magnets that attract anything to your heart as you focus your attention on. I even made an example through lovers. People that are in love, they think of when you are in love with somebody else, you think about this person and your heart gets engaged and focusing on that person and attending on that person. As you do that, the magnets, the, you, that person gets magnetized to you and the neurotransmitters are released. But this one is, uh, these neurotransmitters are chemical components which are that one that cause of that person attracting that person to, to you. So that person gets attracted to you and that person you get surprised that these people they become in love. Why is that? Is it easy for those people to become in love like that? It's because that person was focusing their heart and their, their mind on it, on the, what was in their heart. So the same with the things that you're supposed to get in life. 
Check what is inside of your heart. Check what you're meditating on your heart. Check what you love in your heart. Your heart was not made to think about John all the time. Your heart was not think, made to think about uh, 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 Mutabi or TD. Your heart was made to think about goals. Your heart was made to think about God. Your heart wanted to, was made to think about the things that you're supposed to achieve because your heart has got magnets and it speed up whatever that you want to get fast. It manifests and those neurotransmitters they release chemical components in your body which assist you to become and manifest that which you want to become the same as is in a relationship but if we need to learn to just guard that's why the word of god says, guard your heart for out of your heart comfort the issues of life if your heart is about thinking about a man or a woman it is just gonna be lost and you you find that now you get addicted to porn you get addicted to other funny thing or sexual perversion why because what is inside of your heart your heart is this person it is not your goals your heart it is not the things it is not god because the heart is one thing that causes manifest to happen fast if it is worry that is in your heart it will manifest as disease in your body the words say that guard your heart out of your heart comfort the issues of life Think about the things that your heart is, at, is attending to. Father Abraham's heart, it was attending to the city that is not made by human hands. His focus was on that city. The word of God said that we are the city of God. You are the light of the world. You are the city of God. We are the salt of the world. And how do you connect with the city? Through your attention. You can remember before you came to this earth, you were a member of that city. Yes, before you entered your mother's womb, you were a member of that city. But you can connect to that city through attention, like Father Abraham did. Abraham, he was from a background of idols. His father, Terah, was worshipping idols and funny and ugly things. But Abraham, God called him a most righteous person. Why was Abraham a righteous person? He believed and he attained his eyes. He attained his heart to that city. And you know what? His body, his faith, the faith that was in him, it was undefeatable. That's why the faith that was in him, it was undeniable. Even when Sarah was beyond the age of bearing a child, Sarah was able to be able to bear a child because Abraham was speaking faith to him. His mind was on the city. The neurotransmitter that was inside of him, it was releasing component of what? Of faith, of believing. There was a lot of dopamine inside of Abraham. It was making him to believe. It was making him to believe. He was not thinking of negative things. When you have a lot of dopamine neurotransmitter inside of you, there's no way that you can uh, fail. You've got, it's another energy that makes you to, to, to act and do things that are beyond superhuman beings. It makes you to focus and to attend and you just achieve your goals. It is wonderful the way Father God has made us. A human being itself is a, we are made like electricity. There's a lot of electricity inside of us. Electricity, it is energy. When God made ma men, when, when it comes to wealth, God said that I give you power to make wealth. He said, I didn't say I give you knowledge. He said, I give you power to make wealth. That power, it is energy. It is spirit. Everything comes from spirit. So we need to guard ourselves. We need to guard our mind. We need to guard our heart. We should not just 
go life through with faces. We should not go through life uh, like as we're going through the emotion. When you need to be intentional about your life, you need to be intentional about your goals. You need to be intentional about your achievement, what you want to get in life. You need to attain and be attain intentional with it, and be intentional with the Holy Spirit, and be focused and say that I want this. And you need to be determined and think like a king. Because God said, the word of God said that we've been made to be kings and priests. Be like King David. Be like King Solomon. Solomon, why he attracted other kings? Why other kings uh, uh, loved Solomon? Why other kings came to Solomon's uh, uh, wisdom? It's because he thought like a king. He didn't think and see himself that he's like a mere human being. He saw himself that he was in control, that he was ruling, that he was in authority. He's a king. You are men. You are being made to be like a king and a prince. Don't, 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 don't focus yourself and la- limit yourself to, to the obstacle that is before you. Think like a king think above that thing yes there's obstacle before you but your mind is above that thing there can be the obstacle it is just temporary but my dear your imagination can cause you to transcend to transcend that obstacle that is in front of you may god bless you as you live a life of overcoming today know that you are a citizen of god you are not a citizen of this earth. You've got dual citizenship. You are a citizen of this of heaven if you are born again, and you are a citizen of this earth. And what is in the citizen of that city that is not made by human hands can impact that which you where you are here on earth. So connect with your mind with the city that the you that is in the city that is not made with the hands of God to this earth. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ. He removed the separation between man and God. The Lord Jesus Christ, he was the mediator between man and God to remove the separation so that we must be one with God. God's goal when he created man, it was for man to be one with him. That's how it was Adam and Eve were with him in the garden. He made them to be one with him, but sin separated. But the Lord Jesus Christ came to restore us back to God. You can access the city of which you are a member if you want to and be the light of the world. May God bless you. Shalom. Good morning, saints. We bless the Lord. Father, I thank you for your word. Oh, I thank you for the power that is in your word. You say your word, it is a hammer that breaks a rock to pieces. And you gave us your word to live O oh God and you come to us in the form of your word because Lord when you appeared to your people you say that the word appeared to Samuel the word appeared to David the word appeared to Abraham the word came unto Ezekiel the word came unto Daniel the word O oh God Almighty he came unto Isaiah Oh God, you gave us your word to heal us and you heal the land. When you hear us praying the word, when you hear the word coming from our heart, us speaking unto us, you bring it healing and you cause it rain to come. So I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let this word be like apples, that, uh, that let his word be like apt apples 
like rains in the springtime, like dew that come in its right time, and like rain that comes in the springtime at the right time. Let this be an apt word, O oh God, and let this word deliver us, including myself. I'm not excluding myself, Father God, because you say that your word it is a two-double-edged sword. It starts with the person that preaches and to the person that is listening. So let the sword of the word also enter me and deliver me and set me free because I am far from perfect and I am seeking perfection on a daily basis. So I ask, oh God, perfect us. Let your word perfect us and build us on the right foundation, which is of Christ. We bless thy holy name. We ask, let our heart be ready hearts. Let our heart be a, a, a ground that is prepared for your word. Let our hearts, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, be fertile soil for your word that, Lord, we must not be critical of your word, but we must receive your word and that your word must remove oh God, every unclean things, that your word must remove every chains, Father God, that your word must remove everything, Father God, that you not, you, you, everything that is not fatal, that will, that will shrink and, and that will shrink and that will twat your word, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Let the debris that, sh that choke the plant be removed from our heart as you plant the word in us and let this word, let our heart be like good soil and let this word bring good fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Shalom, saints. Uh, I, I bless the Lord for the grace to come before you again and uh, just to share this word. And I bless the Lord for all those that listen to this podcast. May the Lord bless you. May he bless your homes. As you're listening, may the Lord do you right and just um, remove every ferment and every obstacle and uh, let him increase your light. Amen. I'm reading Psalms 85. Today we're just studying. We're just studying. We're just studying. We're just studying the word. And uh, if if you don't agree with me, you are welcome to inbox me. If you have a question, you are welcome to inbox me. And then we'll go further and look at this thing. I'm reading, I'm reading Psalms 85, verse 11 to 12. It says, Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Truth springs from the earth. When we speak the truth, not only speak the truth, but when we perceive the truth about the, our environment, about ourselves and our situation, when we define ourselves right, because some people might define themselves wrong and not be in truth. They might have wrong perception, you know, wrong identities about who they are, wrong perception about their abilities, wrong perception about what they can achieve, wrong perception about healing. Some people might think that oh, they are healed, they are holy, they are righteous, but there are some things that are in their unconscious and their subconscious mind which causes them and makes them to incline to go into falsehood. Falsehood does not mean just speaking falsehood, but falsehood meaning that you find a woman that is uh, supposed to be rich, but this woman 
it just chooses things that are that that are that are, are, are of poverty. Chooses a business that is limiting. Chooses a, 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 a career that is limiting. Chooses friends that are limiting. Why? And then you find out that God has designed a person, this woman, to be a mighty woman, to 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 possess great business and to be a great leader. The problem is the truth, the foundation of this person. There is no truth in the subconscious and the unconscious. And when you look at it and we unfold on therapy you find out that it is as a result of of abuse so this person cannot they are unable to descend the truth from the holy spirit about their ability about who they are and they are even afraid to express themselves to people because all the time now when they're coming to express themselves to people they want to be affirmed by the significant others they want to be affirmed by their pastors and their leaders whoever and uh, they're like okay i feel like doing this they're like okay but i don't think i can do it what are the people going to think of me and you find out that the spirit of god wants to create something unique and divine and to start something new through this person but there is no truth the truth cannot penetrate because the foundation of this person is not truth so the foundation of this person is like a rock that is founded on a lie so the holy spirit must enter there and penetrate and release this person from a lie and cast them into the truth we need to make sure the word of god say there we must make sure that we are buckled up with a belt of truth in place. You know, I will make an example with myself. My background, it wasn't that much rosy. And I remember that uh, we used to, when, when I was small, I, could still, I still have memories when I was like three years old, four years and five years old. And we used to like uh, stay with other people. Uh, 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 even I remember I stayed with my grandparents and then I moved and I went and stayed with, 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 with my mother and my dad. And I think when I stayed with my mother and my dad, I was like kind of like eight, nine years old then. But uh, and uh, when I grew up from first, I came out from an Africans background, you know, Africans background, Makaladi, whatever, there's rebellion and whatever and all that. And, uh, you know, even though you are dark skin, you perceive yourself that you are better than people that speak Sitswana. I was calling kids at school stupid because they were speaking vernacular. Uh, all I could see them in them, it was like, okay, man, Alephrasani Africans, they're stupid. Alice, but they think are stupid and whatever, whatever, anything that come from them. I saw them as stupid. And even my cousins, when they came to Kuruman, you know, we always talk, uh, regarded ourselves as superior. When they came around, they like, when we, they were playing with other kids and, uh, you know, they occupied, uh, uh, they put themselves in superior and, 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 and position to the point where they will beat up other kids because their mind was said that they are superior, they are better than them. And once a person, your mind is set up that you are better than another person the next person feel inferior so we will play cards or we'll play donkey or we'll play uh, 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 lots of things you know like games and then you find it's groups like groups like gangs from that side and that side and my cousins they were like just two colored uh, they were speaking africans and then me and then that group will come wanting to beat us and that one and but then the two of them they will beat all of them and it will be like more than 20 kids why because they had a superior mentality of them and colored background comes from a background where like they were fighting like they were, we were skilled in knives and what ever and uh, you know it wasn't a nice a, a nice situation so it's uh, i'm realizing that my foundation was not of truth so because of that my parents because they didn't grow up with me they just perceived this rebellious child 
Even when I was telling the truth to them, they never believed that what I said was truth. I remember that the people who at my, my, my maternal mother and parents' uh, home, there were people that were like, they were, they had, I would say, they had tenants. And some of these tenants never liked me. And they will go to my parents and tell them lies. They will tell them lies about me. And my parents, my mother would believe them. And she will, I would get punished for things that I didn't even know because the tenant lied. And I, 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 I just, in somehow subconsciously, I develop a hatred for me, for myself. And uh, because my mother, my significant other, did not believe in me. So it, it embedded a kind of like a, 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 an unbelief in my subconscious of, of myself. And I remember one time, this is now another situation where my cousin left. And the boys, they, you know, boys like, uh, okay, I think maybe, okay, I was pretty when I was small. I don't know. But yes, I think so. Because I'm only realizing now that maybe the, the thing that made the boys not to understand me is because I was pretty when I was small. Because I remember that at that time, at that location, I was being chased by boys a lot. And they used to call me that skinny Manzarapani girl. And, you know, and uh, every time when I was coming from school, they would chase me. Now, this other time, the boys were chasing me. And I, I, I fell and I tripped and I broke my hand. And remember, my mother was a nursing, she was a, a nursing sister. Yes, she was a qualified nurse. And my hand was broken. And I was in pain. I'm sitting with my mother in the kitchen. We are on in front of the stove. I can't tell her because I'm afraid of her. My perception of her, it's this person that doesn't believe in me. She's going to say that I'm lying or she would punish me because of all these people that lied to me. Because all these people that lied to her about me, whenever she responded to me, she responded to me with punishment. So I was sitting there and I was lying, crying until somebody said that there's something wrong with this child. And then this person looked at my head and she came and looked at mine. She said, but your head is broken. Why are you not talking? I could not talk and express myself to her because I was afraid of her because of what I was used to. So this, it, 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 it developed a mentality in my subconscious, not of, you know, I'm realizing that my potential i've been suppressing it because of the foundation that i had the foundation that i had it it was not nurturing for me to come up and show forth my potential i always even now in my adulthood i realize that i always allow others to go in front of me while i know that i have the ability i rather keep quiet and not talk in front of people and say that okay this is karen and i'll rather allow others people be and let others people believe that okay i'm less of a, but knowing that i'm more than that and the lord has been just showing me you know especially this morning i'm talking about this because the holy spirit reminded me about this this morning as i was praying that when i was talking about when i was praying about the belt of truth i was praying this morning about the foundation of truth and i was saying such me lord cleanse me holy spirit about my belt of truth and the holy spirit took me back he reminded me of this situation that i'm relating to you that you the problem about you is uh, you could have been so far but because of the pain from childhood because uh, this is what happened and the holy spirit played the skin before me when uh, my hand broken that this is the thing where i was stuck where my soul was stuck now the devil introduced something. Now there was no truth. I was disconnected from the truth because now fear came in. Something came in from there. It was fear. So the Lord said, He desire 
truth from the inward part. So if in, uh, now you, you you must understand that now it's a different canon that is born again. Yes, I say that when we are in Christ Jesus, the old has gone away, but the, the old has gone away and the new has come. But my soul it is still unborn again. My soul needs to be introduced to the word. My soul needs to be introduced to the things, to, to the new person, to the new kind of living in Christ Jesus. Because my soul is still feel remembering the old, the, the, the ways of the old character. It is my duty now to teach my soul, to fill this, my soul with the word of God and align my soul now to the new current in Christ. My spirit is the new current in Christ. It's a current that is in Christ. But I must now introduce my soul to the truth through the word of God and through prayer and through fasting. But now my soul, it did not have the truth. My soul, it can be the soul of a person can keep a person bound. Unless the soul, it is filled with the word of God so that it releases you from the bondage that you were in. Now the word of God say that if truth spring forth from the earth righteousness will res and then the heavens will respond with righteousness and blessing now you tell me can there be a blessing when there is fear when my foundation is fear can there be a blessing when my foundation it is a lie there on my soul when my soul it is full of fear when my soul it is full of wrong perception a lying perception a lying identity of me because that is not an identity of christ the identity that is in the soul of a man it is not christ it is up to us folks to to uproot things from our soul and align our soul to the identity of christ to the word of christ because our identities are full of lie our perception of ourselves are full of life our perception has not come to the mind and the thoughts that god thinks of us the lord said that i have a thoughts and mind to give you hope and a future thoughts to prosper you does the soul and natural soul of a man understand the prosperity that God wants to give you? My soul has not even yet con conceived or come to the slightest glimpse of the thoughts that Christ has for me because my soul is still full of the environment and what the, my parents gave me and what I believe on my, of myself. The word of God say that. Truth, we is for us to, to fill our soul with the word of God and to allow truth to, to, to come out, to be full of the truth, the belt of truth around our lions and to come out, to allow the truth to come out from us. And as we come, we, we get unfolded, as we get unleashed to the, to the truth, as we get a revelation of the truth. Now, heaven responds with righteousness and there is a blessing hallelujah let me read that scripture again uh, psalms 85 verse 11 12 i'll read it slowly it says mercy and truth are met together righteousness and peace have kissed each other truth and then verse 11 say truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Truth as it springs out of the earth. The earth it's you. The earth it can be environment because you are in the earth. Once you get, you define yourself with the truth. Once you get identified with the truth. And once the truth enters your lion now. Your loins, not your lion. Your loins. Now as the truth enters your, your loins. Then heaven responds with righteousness amen children of god uh, also if you look at proverbs let's look at proverbs 
3 verse 5. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Moshata kalabasita. Moshata kalabasita kalabashita. Proverbs 3 verse 5, it says, Thank you, Spirit of the living God. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not in thy own understanding. And then uh, let's go to verse 7. It says, Be not wise in thy own eyes, meaning be not deceived. Be not take whatever that the identity that your soul is projecting to your mind about who you are. Deny as a child of God, you need a renewal. You need to be born by the spirit and not by the soul. Know your spirit man from the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit tells your spirit man of who you are. And fill your soul with the word of God. It says, be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be, and if you do that, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. I can't, I must get it. It says, if it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Imagine that this is the, the root of diseases as well. This is what causes people to get diseases that they don't understand. Why am I sick? It's because there is no foundation of truth inside of you. Because now you are deceived about your per perception about yourself. You are wise in your own eyes, but your soul is... It's just telling you something that is incoherent in with what God has planned of you and is thinking of you and your perception of yourself. It causes, because it's a, it's a deceiving perception, it's a lying pe perception. It, it takes away health from your navel. It takes health away from your marrow. It takes health away from your bones. This is cancerous disease. All these that the word of God is talking about this, the marrow, the bones, and the health. It's cancerous because it comes due to what? Being wise in your own eyes and not perceiving the truth about who you are. And if you like this, can there be a blessing from God? There cannot be a blessing from God Almighty because the belt of truth is not there. Remember the armor of the Lord God Almighty. The Lord said that put on the full armor of God. Put on the shoes that comes the readiness of speaking the gospel of Christ Jesus. Put on the belt of truth around your waist. If there is wrong perception of yourself, is there a belt of truth? Because there's no belt of truth of there. You are perceiving yourself. You are seeing yourself wise in your own eyes. Whereas you are not wise, there are still things that are eating you because of your perception of who you think you are. You, you are so proud. You think yourself better than you, other people. That is like cancer. Pride is cancer. Thinking yourself better than other people. Perceiving yourself not according to the quality or the level that you are. It is like a, it, it is you inside. There's no truth in there. No truth. Jealousy and envy. Those are cancerous things. They eat you inside. There's no truth in there inside of you. The, the belt of truth is not in place. And these are the things that eat from us children of God. We need to be wise and make sure that our hearts are ready. It is the right foundation for the Lord to bless us. Hallelujah. The Lord desire truth in our inner parts. I love the scripture. When I read the scripture, I looked at this. I was struck by the word desire. I realized that there are two things that the Lord desire. I don't know. Maybe you will tell me. You will index me and tell me if I'm wrong. There's one thing. There's only two things in this planet, in this, in this world that God desire. It is to dwell in the heart of a man and a mountain. I've not read another. If there's another, please tell me. He says, I have desire for truth in your inner part. I want us to go to, um, let's go to Psalms 132. 
Hallelujah. Mashata kalabasita kalabashata kalabasita. Mashata kalabasita katabashita kalabasita. Mashata kelebesita kalabashita kalabasita. It says, For the Lord has chosen Zion, he had desired it for his habitation. Now here, I know there is Mount Zion, but here the Lord's talking of Zion as Israel. He has desired for Israel as his habitation for him to dwell therein. There's another mountain. Let's go to Psalm 68. Psalm 68, verse 15 to 16. The Lord say, The hill of God is like the hill of Bashan, a high hill like the hill of Bashan. Why leap ye high hills? This is the hill which God desire to dwell in. Can you see? The Lord desire to dwell upon that hill. It is like a mountain. It is like a hill. So to me, the revelation that I got is the Lord, when he looks at the heart of a man, he desires for heart of men to be like mountains. Have you seen a mountain? A mountain is unchangeable. You go for 10 years, you come back after 10 years, you still found that mountain there. You go after 100 years, you still find mountains there. The same mountains that we see, people that live 100 years before, they experience those mountains and they, they are still there. They are unchangeable. So the Lord expects our hearts, our hearts desire unto him to be like a mountain. Our heart desire unto me. Can you hear what I'm saying? Your heart desire to be unchangeable unto God like the mountain. That's why the Lord, he envies the mountains. Even the powers of darkness, they, the, the word of God, it says, there's a scripture that says that, why look you with envy unto the mountains of Bashan? Meaning that even the powers of darkness, even the demons, they desire, they envy the mountains because the mountains, they're unchangeable. They are same. They can, you can go for generations. You will still find the mountains to be the same, to be like that. So God wants our commitment, our desire, our yearning for him, our affection for him to be like towards, to, towards him, to be like the mountain, to be unchangeable. He says that I will dwell there, I will sit there. I was just impressing, wow, my God. That means I'm an idol of God. If God desired the heart of a human being so deeply, it means men are an idol of God. God, we are the idol of God. Because meaning that God thinks about us day and night, every second, every day. God, we are just in the forefront, the heart seat of God. He's just thinking about us because we are his idol. We are his idol. And when he looks at those mountains of Bashan, he just thinks, oh my God, if they can have the love like that, the passion for me, the zeal for me, like that, that mountains unchangeable zeal, unchangeable zeal for God, unchangeable passion for God. That is like the mountain of Bashan. You know, one thing that I, I like doing is I, I like praying at mountains. And uh, when I read this thing that God desire mountains, I realize that the spirit of God can dwell in mountains, but the Lord has to show you the type of mountain that you must dwell, you, you must go pray at. Because some mountain you can have an angelic experiences. I've been at mountains where I've just had angelic experiences. I was like, wow, what is happening here? Because then I realized that I was at a mountain of the, the spirit of God was there in that mountain. That mountain God desired to be there. I'm talking about here in Carltonville. There's a mountain where I just experienced God. I experienced angels of God like 
Is this happening? Is this real? But it is a place where the, I remember this very same mountain. There was a man of God. The, the, not there was, there is a man of God. This man of God, before he ministers, he wakes up in the morning and goes to the mountain to pray. He wakes up around 5 o'clock in the morning to go and pray. Before he goes to minister on Sunday and even on Saturdays, he goes and fasts at this mountain. He says, now on this particular day, that mountain we like, we are a group of people we pray day. He says when he was about to go on top of the mountain, his son is not even, he's like four years old. He says that he saw fire on top of the mountain. I'm talking in Caltonville. And his son also testified and said, Papa Mullo, can you see the fire on the mountain? And when they entered, there was only, there was no smoke on this, or, or, or on this mountain. When they got on top of the mountain, there was no fire. As they were approaching and clamping and assembling the mountain, there was no fire. That was the fire of God. That mountain, the very same mountain that I'm talking about. As I was praying, a ball of fire was placed on my hand. An angel put a ball of fire on my hand and he taught me exactly where to pray to, to throw that ball of fire. So I'm just confirming this scripture to show you that God, that when you say that he desire for a mountain like as he desired a human heart, some mountains are set apart from God. So it is up to you, child of God, if you're going to decide if you want to go. I'm not now promoting the gospel of preaching or, 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 or praying in mountains. That is up to you. It is your decision if you want to do that. I'm just exp explaining to you my experience about mountains. And what I like about mountains also, if you read uh, of the especially the mountain of Bashan, this mountain that God desires so much, this mountain, it says that, say, let me read, um, continue to verse 16 and 17. He says that this mountain, as you go down, there is a blessing that God releases upon his children as they come down from this mountain, as they are on this mountain of Bashan. And I looked at the tribe of Jacob, at the, the sons of Jacob, the tribes of Jacob. I look at the tribe of Dan. The tribe of Dan, it says they descend from Mount Bashan. Now the tribe of Dan is a tribe that has to do with justice. And when I look and I read it, when I, in, 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 in Psalm 68, 15, it says that even unto the rebellious, let me read it for you. I'm reading verse, uh, Psalm 68, verse 18. It says, thus has ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive. This is still on the mountain of, uh, of Bashan. It says, thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, thou hast received gifts from men, and for the even from the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Now imagine, this tells me, even a rebellious person, when they go on the mountain of Bashan, they receive justice. When they pray there, they receive justice. And not only justice, but the Lord dwells in them because they are descending from Mount Bashan. This is the desire of God. This is the mountain that the Lord desires. Now imagine a rebellious person. A person that does not even rebellion can be God calls witches with rebellious. People that don't believe God or people that are like antichrist, anything that you name them, anything that has to do with rebellion. Now this rebellion person ascend the mountain of Bashan and they go to pray there. The Lord say that like the tribe of, of Den, they will receive justice in every case that they have on the earth and in the heaven and also they receive righteousness and the lord come and dwell in them 
This is the benefit when your heart it is like Mount Bashan unto God, unchangeable like the mountain. When your heart is unchangeable like the mountain unto God Almighty, the Lord blesses you. You receive this blessing. The mountain also, it cannot, it does not only mean only the literal mountain that you go to physically. It can mean you setting your mind, I mean your heart and your affection for God and you saying that I'm going to make my heart to be like Mount Bashan. I'm going to make my desire and my affection to be unchangeable to God like that Mount Bashan and God uh, desired for God like that every second, every moment unto and uh, 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 my life and my love unto God not changing at all not changing at all I love the Lord God Almighty he's the Lord God Almighty that that does wonderful thing things in our lives he's God Almighty that that just works with our heart because the Lord God Almighty he does not work with fakeness he says that he looks at the motive of your heart yesterday I said something about the heart I said that the heart our heart has got uh, uh, magnets and these magnets are like neurotransmitters that magnetize anything unto us that we desire or that we put or we think about in our heart so imagine when you think about God in your heart when you nurture the word of God uh, and in your heart how much you will magnetize more of God inside of you how much you will magnetize more of the blessings that the word of God are mentioning how much of them they will manifest in your heart how much they will manifest in your heart when you do that but now we we're we living in a times where people they give their heart to others like in a form of soul ties soul connections soulish relationships soul bounds that thing it's it 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 it, it it's like an idol to God. You know, soul ties is like an idol God because it arouses God to jealousy. Soul ties, soulless relationships. I mean, there's a lot. You name them. There's soulish sex. There is soulish relationships. There is soulish. You you find you know people. They call themselves that they are straight, but they've got soulless same sex partners in a soulish realm happening. I mean, in the body of Christ, a person says that, okay, I, I, I'm normal, I'm not gay. But you have a soulish partner that is the same sex as you are. And you, you go engage in soulish intercourses. That thing, you can justify and say that it is right, it is not wrong. It is wrong because why does it manifest? It manifests in your body where you find that there is ejaculation. That thing is wrong, church. It is wrong. It should stop in the body of Christ. That thing, it is like an idol and the Lord hates it. The church must repent of such things. Soul ties and soul bind relationship, friendship where there is so much bounty. That's why there's so much uh, increase of 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 spirit husbands. It's because of things like that. People nature soulish relationships. People nature. Uh, I'm not saying that you must not have a soulish be be your soul should not be bound to somebody, but just make sure that the bond is healthy, that it is a righteous bond because some of the bond it is just wickedness. Some of the bond it is just wickedness that where it, it goes even to, 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 to sexual relation of the same sex and unnatural sexual relation which the Lord hates. People where they lust with passion for one another because they say that okay it's happening at the soul realm it's happening at the spiritual realm nobody can see it is, it is not right let me tell you this if the word of God says that there is no difference in time in the spirit realm, if something ha that happened 5,000 years in your generation can still affect you now,
Something that happened 5,000 before in your generation. Because there's no time in a spirit realm. If your great-grandmother, great-grandmother made an, an altar to an idol in your family 5,000 years. And that idol is still affecting you today. It is still blocking you today. It does not want you to go to the level. How that is in the realm of time. That thing, it happened that time. And now how serious it is when it comes to soul bonds in the spirit realm. Soulish relationship in the spirit realm. They are real because we are not physical beings. We are spiritual beings. Every day we hurt the Lord God Almighty. Every day we curse the Lord God Almighty with our actions, with the soulish relations and the soulish actions that we do and the sexual soulish things that we do in the soul. And we say nobody can see, but God see. The spirit realm can see. You find that in some relationships, the angel of those marriage has gone because these partners, they said, <coughs> while they are married, the partner has got another soulish partner of the same sex. This marriage cannot prosper. The marriage is always in, pro in a problem because the angel of the marriage has gone because in the spirit realm, what this angel is seeing is not seeing a marriage, it's seeing two men or two women. But we in the natural realm, we see men and women. We need to set our house in order, church. We need to set our house in order. These things should not be happening in the body of Christ. And the same it goes with men of God or women of God. Who is good to pray for your church. It is good. But it is wrong if it's a man of God or a woman of God that abide through the souls of, the, of his church members in such a way that his soul is just hovering or tied to the souls or bounded to the souls of his church members. That is wrong. When does the Holy Spirit get a chance to penetrate through your, cho your church members? When does the Holy Spirit get a chance to penetrate through the soul or the spirit of your church members? When your soul is bounded to all your church members because you're saying that they are your spiritual children and then you are overseeing over them. When does the Holy Spirit get a chance to oversee or preside over your church Church members. Samuel was under Eli. Eli did not rule over Samuel's soul. Eli, his soul was separated from Samuel. That's why Samuel was able to hear the Holy Spirit. That's why Eli did not hear when the Holy Spirit talked to Samuel. Because his soul was not bounded to the soul of someone in such a way that, you know, when a man of God's soul is bounded over a church or over an individual soul's church, he's able to see the blessing, spiritual thing. You know what? When, when, when you are prophetic, when you are a man of God, you become a spirit being. And you are able to see the blessings that come to your church members. You are able to see what the angels are releasing. Some blessings of the children of God are blocked by men of God saying that uh -uh, she's not ready to get that. Because why are they able to be like this? Because their soul is always presiding on your soul. That is sin. It is so sin. I looked on the word of God. I checked amongst Abu Elijah and all these other prophets. Said, Did they do that? They didn't do that. They allowed their disciples, their souls to be, free, uh, to be free and not to be abounded. Church, we need to fix things right in the body of Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to fix us for the new wave and the move of God in our lives. The Holy Spirit, when he comes to the spirit of a person, he must not find a soul of another. He must just find your soul so that the Holy Spirit, so that there can be transformation. And when there is transformation, there will be a transformation of the spirit to your destiny. Hallelujah. 
We need to allow God to work in us. We need to allow God to work in our spirit and just deliver us from these things and allow us, we need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. Allow every part of us to be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit and allow ourselves to walk in the light and allow God to gush us in the light. Unlike uh, in Job 29, Hallelujah, Moshata Kalabasita Kalabashita, Mashata Kalabasita Kelebeshina. Let me just go to Job 29. Shata Kalabasita Kalabashita Kalabasita. Hallelujah, Mashata Kalabasita Kalabashita Kalabasita Ketebeshita, Mashita Kalabasita Karabashita Kata, Mayata Katabashita Kalabasita Kalabashida. I'm going to read Job 29, verse 7. Job, he's telling his friends about the work that he used to have with God. He's telling his friends how he used to work with God before he fell, before he lost everything. And he's telling his friends that, okay, let me just read that. Let me read. I'm reading uh, Job 29, verse 3, from verse 3 until 7. When his lamp shined, okay, moreover, let me go to verse 1. Moreover, John, Job continued his portable parable and said, All that I were as in months past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his lamp shined upon my head, and when his light I walked through darkness, as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tent. I like this, the secret of God being upon his tent. When the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were about me, when I washed my steps with butter, and the rock poured me out rivers of oil, when I went out to the gates through the city, when I prepared my my seat in the street. The young men saw me and hid themselves and the age rose and stood up. Uh, this scripture, it goes back to the scripture that we were referring yesterday about the city of God. Job here, he was in the light, he was in truth. Job, he says that he was coming from the city of God and he went to the gate. The gate is a place in Israel where they negotiate, where they do business alliance or they negotiate about the land or they negotiate about dispute in the tribes. It was being done. Most of the, the business disputes or negotiations was done at the gates. So he said as he was coming from the city, he was able to. He was able to do these things. He was able to project righteousness. He was able to, 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 to give justice. He was able to do all this. And then his life was, was manifesting uh, uh, righteousness. And it was, it was more than righteousness. It was helping the others because of the, the light of the city that he was coming from. So Job was a member According to interpretation that I'm getting, Job was the member of the heavenly city. He was connected to the city of God and it was able to project righteousness in him and it was projecting righteousness. It was giving him prosperity and this prosperity that he had, he was able now to adjudicate to others and give to the poor and give also to those that were lacking and to the lame as he was in the city gate. I'm reminded also about Abraham. You know, Father Abraham, before when he gave, when he decided to give Isaac, hallelujah, as a sacrifice unto God, Abraham asked God, you say you want me to sacrifice my son Isaac, but I'm not a priest. 
And God said unto Abraham, just go to the mountain that I'm showing you. When you get there, I will, I will consecrate you and sacrifice you and sanctify you and set you aside as a priest so that you can make sacrifice unto me. So the sacrifice of Abraham that he set his heart on, it qualified him to be made a priest. Sometimes if you set your heart aside for God, the sacrifice that you do to God, that you give unto God through your heart with all your heart, it will qualify you to the gift that the Lord wants to usher you. Remember the word of God say that you choose the type of gift that you want to be, whether it's of wood, whether it's of iron, whether it's of clay, whether it's of gold or of silver. So God, uh, Father Abraham, he took the thing that he desired the most. All of his life for more than 45 years, he was desiring for a son. He was being mocked for not having a son. He was being mocked for being burdened. He was being mocked and looked down and given names. And his heart desire was set on this thing. The very thing that he desired the most like a mountain, the, his desire was set on a son like, like a mountain. For all these years, his desire was unchangeable. He decided to yield that desire, that big desire, that greater desire of what he received. He decided to give it to Yahweh as a sacrifice. And when God said that, he said, uh-uh, even though he's not a priest, I'm going to qualify him to be a priest because he sacrificed so much. Even you, child of God, as you set yourself apart for God, as you sacrifice your heart for God and you set it aside for God, God will usher you into a greatest gift because he sees your sacrifice of your heart desire that you are setting for him. That's why when Abraham, I think was Abraham was kind of, be, remember when God told Abraham to leave his country, he told him that he must live alone, but he decided to live with his cousin. We decided to live with, his, with Lot when they were in Sodom and Gomorrah. God also said to Abraham, leave that country. God wanted Abraham to live alone because I believe now things were going wrong there. That's why God said, leave and go to the city that I will show you. As Abraham leave that country and go into the city that God, his mind and now his heart. Now it's not about the mind, it's about the heart. His heart was set now on the city. As his heart was set on the city. The city, because now his heart was designed. Remember the things of God. You don't get them by, 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 by action. You don't get them by what you do. You get them by desire. You get God's attention by desire. Abraham was desiring the seed. The city that was not built with human hands. He was desiring the city that, that God told him of. He was desiring the city that is of peace, of righteousness. So as you desire... Things get released. Madness get released in your heart. Righteousness get released now. Madness of righteousness get released in your heart and you become, you are changed into the image of Christ as you desire righteousness, as you desire the word of God, as you desire to be transformed to be like Jesus Christ, as you desire to walk in the footsteps of Christ Jesus. Remember the word of God, eh? we must desire to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. We, might not we must not desire for power. No, 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 power and all these things come after. Our main desire, our one desire, it should be for Jesus Christ. It should be for righteousness. The word of God says that those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. 
May God bless you, child of God, as you think and meditate on this word. May the Lord preserve you and keep you and prosper you and your family. Shalom.